Blog Talk Radio. Firefly Willows L.I.V.E. presents Evolve, featuring your host, Robin White Turtle Lisney. joining us on this episode of Evolve, nurturing the new in consciousness, the arts, and culture, with your host, Robin White Turtle Listening. Evolve brings you people and ideas on the cutting edge of change, opening the shells of the past to move our culture into the now. The arts and evolving consciousness are how we are bringing that change to the culture at large. Evolve brings you the wise, the foolish, and the heart-based to help us meet the challenges of the times we are in. Your host in helping you evolve is Robin White Turtle Disney who received her Master's in Fine Arts from Mills College in Creative Writing in 2012 and her Ph.D. in Energy Medicine in 2013. She is an author of three books, the most recent being Heart Path, Learning to Love Yourself and Listening to Your Guides. She has published poetry in many literary journals and numerous anthologies, and her poem First Step was selected for reading by survivors at the Virginia Tech Memorial Bench dedication in April 2010. In addition to her writing, Robin is also an artist whose work has been shown widely throughout the Midwest and East Coast. Robin White Turtle Lisney is a psychic medium and energy medicine practitioner through East West Bookstore in Mountain View, California, through her office in Santa Cruz, California, and across the country by phone. Robin travels across the country as a speaker and leading workshops. To find out more about Robin, you can visit her website at www.thecenterforthesoul.com. So take a breath, relax, and let yourself evolve with your host, Robin White Turtle Listening. Everybody, this is Robin White Turtle Lisney, and today we have a special um, conversation on subtle energy with my guest, Robin Michelle Jones. And actually, today we're going to be turning the tables on me, <laughs> as Robin and I are going to have a, a lively discussion about what subtle energy is and how it can help you. 
So welcome, Robin. Thank you, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, great to have you. Uh, Robin Michelle Jones is a cranial sacral therapist, and she's also a teacher of that modality, and she works with uh, energy medicine through that modality. Uh, and so, you know, we're here to have this conversation because we talk about this uh, privately all the time. We're, we're good friends, and uh, uh, I know she has a list of questions for me, so I'll just turn the mic on her. <laughs> well, glad to be here with you today, Thank you. Robin. Thanks. Thanks. So seems like the obvious place to start would be how would you explain or what is subtle energy? Yeah, subtle energy. Um, subtle energy is that substance of the universe that we live in. You can imagine it to be the air that we breathe, um, but it is more than the air, actually. It's, it's the soup that we live in, the cosmic soup that in, encompasses all of life. Um, and in our individual energy fields, we have like a uh, like a large egg that we live within that is our energy field. Now, none of this is visible, but scientists know that it's there. Um, they have you can actually do a test on your energy field uh, by rubbing your hands together and then allowing the energy of the hands to touch the edges of the field, and you can actually feel it. So. Subtle energy is that energy around each individual person as well as the substance of the universe. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it does. So each person is, a, in a way, a personal kind of locus within that larger field. Then. Right. We're, yeah. we're yeah. each universe is within the bigger universe. Right. Like satellites, but not actually satellites. Actually, we're the whole essence of the universe in each of our, in each of our fields. Uh, yeah. Hologram. A hologram. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, how does working with uh, subtle energy fields uh, affect people? Well, um, it affects people in many different ways. You can look at the entire existence of the person if you're attending to the energy field. While allopathic medicine works primarily on the physical body. Energy medicine works primarily from the larger focus of the energy field, including the body, but also including uh, mental, emotional, and spiritual issues that might arise in a person. So whether a person is of a particular religion or whether they are of a certain uh, 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 denomination or um, ideology can affect their energy field. It affects how they are and how they operate, as well as their thinking about themselves, as well as their thinking about others, their judgments, their fears, their angers, all of that's encompassed in the energy field. Mm-hmm. So how do you work with that? How do you work with that to uh, support people in their healing and their changing? Yeah, that's a really good question. Basically, you begin with the body because the body contains all of it. And uh, like allopathic medicine, you have to find out what is being blocked in the physical body before you can uh, release things in the outer field. So I always start with the physical body. How is the body looking? How does it present itself? How is someone being holding themselves? Um Although, mm-hmm. what is the 
energy from the top of their head to the base of their torso and all the way to their feet? What What is uh, strong in their field, what's full of light, and what might have a shadow in it? And, mm-hmm. and I'm talking mm-hmm. now about sense perception, perceiving the energy field um, uh, with your sense perception. And, and actually, we all do this all the time. If, we, yeah. if you think about it, you know, if you're walking down the street and someone's looking all collapsed inside themselves, uh, you might have a thought, um, poor soul, or I'm sorry for them, or might say a little prayer right. for them. Right. Or if you see someone really angry coming down the street, you might walk to the other side. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're sensitive. We we're all sensitive to the energies of what's going on in a person. How you can feel that the driver behind you is is pushing you or you know tailgating you. It's more than just the car. There's a feeling of of that you can feel their energy. You can feel their en- aggressive energy or their or their uh, benevolence. You know, mm-hmm. letting you in or right. not letting exactly. you in. So I mean, exactly. what what I'm talking about with subtle energy are the emotional experiences we have of other people, but also the the um, perceptions that we carry. Some of them are our own uh, movies projected on others, but some of them are being aware of what actually is in the world around you. So mm-hmm. it's really being aware and being connected to the present moment. That, I think that's such a key in energy medicine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't you think so? Yeah, I think so. I really do. I really do. So you work with uh, the physical body to begin with. Mm-hmm. And uh, looking, like you say, for shadows and areas of light. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell, just speak a little bit more about that, and then where do you go from there? Well, um, what I often do is I start by looking at the field uh, with the person. So I'll set the space for uh, in a session. And then I'll say, I'm just going to look at your energy field. Is that okay? Always getting permission from them. And then um, I take a look at what I see in their field and I report it back to them just the way I see it so that they have an understanding of what might be contracted in their own field. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so then after that conversation, we have a little conversation about it, um, I put forth a proposal for them of how we can release this. Sometimes it's with guided imagery. Sometimes I work on the field um, independently of guided imagery. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes we go into issues. We talk about what's up for them, what's uh, what's being challenged in their life, or how are they being challenged. What is it that uh, might even be a past life, or maybe some energy that's locked up from the past from their childhood. Right. So we go right into that, and um, and then so very quickly we can kind of devise or understand what the issues are that are underneath it. It's more exploratory with me in my work than it is. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, uh, just because I see something in their field, it could be many different things that are presenting itself. Right. And so we explore it together. So it's a partnership with the person. It's, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's not uh, me telling them what is wrong with them or anything like that. Right. Right. Like letting their system show you. Right. Uh, what it is that it's needing to work with. Right, right, right. Their system reveals it, and then also whatever's going on in their lives reveals it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So pattern confession. Yeah, everyone carries fears and angers from the past, our belief systems that tend to make our systems contract. And so patterns of fear and anger are our emotional, mental. Those are gray pieces in a field. Um, then I know it's either fear or anger, depending on how it's spread and what colors are there. Mm-hmm. And um and usually fears hold us back from patterns that are uh, called. I have a client who was trying to start their own business, and they were and what fear was bringing up was all the other times they have been shut down in their life, and this time this business they're full of who they are on the feet. A shadow around the second and first chakras, uh, the the rooting of our ancestors, our history, and our our, our basic connection to the earth. We're trying to. Actually affects their so witness the changes in Yeah, could you give us an example of a client that you've had and what changes they might have experienced through this sure. kind of clearing? Sure, sure. So, I started on business quite frequently. Person say what I see around the field uh, and especially around the feet. Like I said, our, our ropes or uh, energies, and so um, I have a bus that I called, which really helps us um, get in touch with our unconditioned the part, uh, the all-encompassing loving presence of ourselves. And when once we're in touch with that, then the fears can be loosened. So the heart path process allows a person to bring to the outside of their heart that which is holding them back. And in the process of that, what's exciting is that person then can see objectively part of themselves what those fears keep telling them subconsciously. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the fear might have um, like you can um, I'm not good enough. It may have all kinds of uh, beliefs like that, or I'm going to get in some extreme cases, like I'm going to get killed if I do this. Um, many of us who have come in to bring the new in and other ages and other times have been killed. <laughs> no question about it. <laughs> we've been um, killed, at, burned at the stake. We've been um, uh, uh prosecuted by those that didn't want the new, didn't want change. And so um, this has happened over and over with a lot of people that I would consider light workers or people that are bringing in the new uh, mm-hmm. in the in the world. And so we have to clear all that out before we can really bring what we're here to bring into the world. And the way the universe is set up is just me, always amazes me. I'm always in awe of it because often the issues that we need to clear are brought up with the very activities we want to do. 
Right. right. <laughs> so, so we have to clear those fears in order to really stand in who we are unconditionally and loving in our presence. And that's mm-hmm. what's really amazing and important. Yeah. So how does, you mentioned heart path, is something mm-hmm. that you use with people. So describe a bit how that as a process helps uh, people clear these patterns. Yeah, heart path um, was given to me by my guide, Wulan, who is a Tibetan teacher. Wulan actually um, brought this in from 800 years ago. (laughs) This sounds a little out there, but this is what happened. Um, He taught me this process uh, through a friend of mine who, you know, the, the two of us helped work with each other, and she was a channel, and I was at the time a massage therapist. And um, this is like 20 years ago. And uh, she brought this process in. And then Wulan and I, once I got to know Wulan as my guide, he and I started working together. And as we worked together, and I did this through uh, automatic writing, through uh, different channeled sessions that I did myself where I would talk to Wulan and he would talk like into my ear and I would be writing with automatic writing. We developed this. For, for my clients. And so mm-hmm. I started working with it myself, and then I also worked with it uh, with people that I had on the table that were uh, working, uh, getting a massage, and some of them wanted to go deeper in their process, and not everybody, but some did. And so I would help them do a guided imagery where they would I would take them into their heart garden and they would meet parts of themselves. And, and over time, this process developed so uh, that it gave, Gave uh, the client a way to look at the things that were blocking them in their bodies. Which, again, we start with the body. And what was exciting about that was as I was noticing that these people would let go of these patterns, they wouldn't come back. And so mm. that was really exciting to me. I mean, sometimes they came back in another layer of their being, but a lot of times once they shifted them and were aware of them, then they could kind of keep an eye on whether the I'm not enough came up or their insecurities came up, and then they could uh, go go through them, move through them, and remember their heart garden and remember the next uh, step um, uh, of their healing, which is to return to the love that they are. Mm-hmm. So um, what I learned just a few years ago, because I did not know this, but Lon um, brought us uh, a, a modern form of bodhicitta meditation Bodhi- mm. and bodhicitta mm-hmm. is an old tibetan form of meditation that uh that actually does this it's called enlightened mind and it, it's the accelerated path to your enlightenment it brings up that those blocks so you can confront them mm-hmm. and it's another way to confront your fears but it's it's a way to do it very gently and lovingly which is really exciting right right yeah Shifting from that old paradigm of no pain, no gain. Yeah, right. Now we can be doing it with love. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, So I'm thinking we ought to take a little break and come back. Is that okay with you? Sounds good. All right. Um, This is Robin White Turtle Lisney, and my host today is Robin Michelle Jones, who's a, a cranial sacral therapist, and both of us are energy medicine practitioners. And today we're talking about the new medicine. And we'll be right back. Mata Junzai Mata 
Nurturing the new in consciousness, the arts, and culture with your host, Robin White Turtle Lisney. Evolve brings you people and ideas on the cutting edge of change, opening the shells of the past to move our culture into the now. We are all in great need of sustainable ideas for change. Evolve brings you the wise, the foolish, and the heart-based to help us meet the challenges of our times. Join us the third Thursday of the month at 2 p.m. Pacific Time for Evolve. And we're back, and this is Robin White Turtle listening with Robin Michelle Jones, who is a cranial sacral therapist, and both of us work with energy medicine in different ways. So she's asking me questions because um, I have been wanting to talk more about energy medicine for some time. So welcome again. Here we are again. Here we are again. So we were talking about heart path. Yeah. And a releasing of uh, patterns of contraction. I know that what that can do is that our patterns of contraction can literally lift us out of alignment. Right. And so speak about that. Speak about um, explaining what our alignment is and uh, and just how it helps us function. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of different modalities based on alignment. Um, certainly uh, acupuncture is based on alignment. It's a ba- based on the balance of the energy system, and so is chiropractic chiropractic is about the, the alignment of the spine and how the nerves, once the, the, the spine is uh, aligned, that the nerves can then flow freely with their messages to the different parts of the body. And um, energy medicine is the same. When the, the spirit, body, mind, and soul, and spirit of the person, as well as emotions, are aligned, you find peace in yourself. So we have two kinds of alignment. There's the vertical alignment, which is spine, um, our connection to the sky and the earth, and our connection um, vertically. That's the other form of alignment, which uh, both of which connect in the heart. So the vertical alignment is uh, our connection with spirit. And the horizontal alignment, mm-hmm. which is the other way, sorry, the horizontal alignment connects us with relationships. So 
So if you think of uh, our arms and as an extension of the physical body, um, there's actually a cross that moves through our systems uh, of our energies, uh, the, the vertical being the earth and sky, and then the horizontal being our relationships. And so those two different intersections in the heart allow the heart to be the center of all of our being, both relational um, as well as spiritual, as well as emotional. So there's everything ends up in the heart, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is such an interesting, to me it's fascinating to keep returning to the heart as the center of our being. Right, right. It's our natural home. It is our natural home, and it's where we can make transformations happen, primarily with the heart chakra. I also work with the other chakras, but we you know, certainly pay attention to what's congested or what's blocked, but uh, the heart chakra is where we can heal it. Right. And that's why I keep coming back to that. And in our heart chakra, too, there is a what we find is naturally that we are caring and loving of ourselves yes. and of others. And uh, so in your work here with the heart path with people and in the energy clearing sessions you do, um, this focus on the heart and focus on, it can be also focus on self-love. How does that affect things like fear and anger and the contractions that we were talking about? Well, if we're afraid of relationship uh, to others, then we're going to have blockages in our horizontal connection. We're also going to have blockages in our vertical connection because the first three chakras, the root chakra, the second chakra, and the third have to do with um, our grounding, our presence with our ancestry, uh, our sexuality and creativity, and our power, respectively. So those three chakras end up being the (laughs) catch-all for a lot of uh, the challenges that we have manifesting our spirit on this earth plane. I mean, a lot of this is a creative process because it's really challenging to manifest things creatively. And that is what we're here to do in a certain way. Like, how do we um, bring our ideals of parenthood, for instance, uh, and and working with creatively with children, how do we bring that all the way to our feet, you know, with integrity? And how do we bring uh, the, a creative project, an art piece, or how do we create a business? I mean, all of that is um, our vertical alignment and also our horizontal alignment. So those blockages can show up anywhere, really. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And as we release them, uh, we can unfold a new awareness in ourselves and not be afraid to move forward. Right. So right. Uh, that's me- a lot of what I do with people is help them move forward. In their mm-hmm. And you certainly do and do that well. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. As you do too. I'm thinking about, uh, again, this approach of bringing love in contact with these fears and these angers mm-hmm. uh, as a way different. It's a whole different uh, take on healing mm-hmm. than like going after the fear right. or going after the anger. Right. Well, it's actually kind of a backwards way to do it. But actually what you do is you just surrender and love that part. Love the fear. 
when you love your fears instead of resist them, which is our natural tendency. Our natural tendency is to resist pain. I mean, that's like primal. You know, you get cut, ouch, you you contract. There's no no doubt about Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. But if you uh, don't contract from the pain, an emotional pain, say you lost your, your parent when you were a child, this is a very big wound that some people carry. Um, and when children lose a parent, there is a wound that happens. They they can't help but have a wound there. Their parent, is a big part of their life is gone. They find out that their parent is infallible, infallible or is fallible, not infallible. Um, and a lot of dreams are destroyed. So that child stays back there. Child stays back there as the adult might grow up into a full human being. That child part may still be back there trying to figure out what the heck happened. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, as you love that child and bring them into the heart, then they can release all the assumptions they made that maybe it was their fault or somebody did something that hurt the parent or that was, you know, there was something wrong or they did something wrong, or, which is often often wrong whether it's divorce or death or any kind of trauma the child often assumes it's their fault right so it's not always true but a lot of the time it's true so um what loving those fears or angers does is it helps write the child's understanding of what it is that happened and it gives them a new perspective as the uh, the inner child I'm speaking mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So love actually can be directed to healing. It's a known concept, but something that energy medicine uses all the time. Unconditional love can be directed toward healing whatever wound we have from the past. If we believe that love heals all things, and it does, what her path answers is how. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. how does love heal all things? Well, you direct love to the wound, and the wound dissolves its anger or pain. Because fear, what has taught me is fear cannot stand in the face of love. Right. And so when love is present, fear dissolves. When love is present, anger dissolves. When love is present, and you can think of your relationships, you know, if someone is angry and you bring a loving attitude and non-reactive attitude to that person, they have a better chance of de-escalating a situation than escalating a situation. Right. So, And you also have a better chance of diffusing the pain and getting to the heart of what the anger might be about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you bring a loving attitude. So you can see this in relationship, and you can also see it um, in yourself, if you direct love to a wound, I have a a, a client who had prostate cancer. It was the real early part of the diagnosis, and so we brought the the male aspect of himself. This is a man, of course, the prostate cancer. We brought the male the part of him that was not loving him, that was stuck unconsciously in his prostate. We were able to bring up. The energetically, and in energetically, what he discovered was a history of how fathers and sons treated each other 
in unloving manner uh, had evolved and gone through time mm-hmm. in his history. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so as he was able to send love to that part of him, he was also able to heal ancestrally this line of of men thinking they have to be hard on their boys in order to make amends, which is not loving. <laughs> it's right. kind of it's thought to be, it's like, I care about my kids, so I'm going to pound him. That's a child. So um, this whole consciousness of being hard, and it actually has this father with his own son. So that was really exciting to see how he released this. And the result was when he went back for tests, the cancer actually reversed itself and he became, it it got to be normal um, uh, labs on his um, prostate. So he actually was able to reverse the cancer that's developing. Now, this is pretty exciting. You know, you can reverse disease with loving it rather than resisting it. It doesn't mean you wallow in it. No. <laughs> it no. just means uh, you, you send your intention of loving to it, and what happens is it starts to reveal to you what the contraction is on an unconscious level. And that is so, to me, that's a big promise of future healing for the planet when you think about it. Right. It allows for so many layers that are uh, maybe underlying you know, like like you were talking about, uh, underlying physical problems. Mm-hmm. And uh, I received an email this morning from a client that I saw last night, and it was so beautiful because she's been physical therapists and doctors and on and on about this one physical problem she's been having. Uh, in the session last night, we actually like just kept looking for the for the deeper underneath what was happening. There was some resolution of some of the deeper energy patterns that were holding her system in stasis, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, she emailed me this morning and said, I don't know what we did last night, but I'm feeling lots better. Uh, so that was, it is exciting. It is exciting. exciting, yeah. And I liked what you were speaking about love and how I'm also hearing that love reveals truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love does reveal the truth of our contractions. So if we're looking at our fears and angers. And one of the things you have to be willing to do in this work in energy medicine is to be honest with yourself and to be honest with the healer. I mean, because whoever the healer is can't do anything unless, A, you give them permission and, B, um, you allow for that that healer, that person to walk with you into the unconscious. And um, the, the, the way I work is very gentle and very uh, painless. They may find pockets of tears that they had stored in their bodies. They may find that they need, they have realizations, major realizations, life change sometimes uh, in the process. Uh, And they need to be willing to to go there and Mm -hmm. face that. Um, And if they are, then the healing can really transform them. Right. So actually pain that they've been carrying mm-hmm. is able to release and then no longer hold them back or bind up some of their life energy. Right. If you think of a, a rope tied on your leg and it's tied really tightly, once you take it off, it smarts a little bit. But eventually it feels 
better, normal, and it doesn't, it's not blue anymore. (laughs) And our energetic systems are the same, you know, when we unbind those things that have held us captive or held us in restraint, once we release them, there's a, a, a smarting that happens as part of the release, but then it actually feels so much fear. And usually the telltale sign in energy medicine that can help us uh, understand uh, whether we're actually on course is whether or not those releases happen and whether there's a ha moment that occur during the session. And usually right. there's several of them, and and that aha is like a, sh- a little shift, a little shift, a little shift. And there's a big shift. So, um and thinking about these, uh, about the energy system and people working with their ahas and shiftings, um, what are some ways that uh, you know that you could offer for them to work, even on a daily basis, with uh, keeping health in their energy system? Well, there's speaking of health, <laughs> there's a number of ways to do that. One is uh, meditating a day. I think meditating is a great way. Stop and be present with where you are in the moment. Um, what you're doing is you're practicing being, not doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're allowing yourself to be with whatever's going on for you. So you can notice things. I mean, in my meditations, and I've been meditating now 40-some years, what I notice is... Um, uh, I calm, I get more calm, I get more peaceful, and the things that are agitating me or irritating to the outside and uh, between myself and my white candle that I light, and I can um, look at it, hold up, and then sometimes it breaks. That, and we can all do this. I mean, I'm not any special meditator. Basically, meditation gives us this opportunity. To slow down and, slow and down. self-reflect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so that's one way. I mean, I think exercise helps a lot. Walking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find walking is the best medicine for me. I'm able to uh, balance both hemispheres and burn in my body. And, and there's a certain point after I've been walking for a few minutes where I feel myself settle into the walk. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, and, and some people like more vigorous exercise, but walking works for me. Um, swimming, anything where you're working both sides of your body can uh, yoga, um, all of these things can help you balance your brain and your body. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely, absolutely. And and diet, mm-hmm. and how how that affects you or how it might affect perceptions. And... Oh, diet absolutely affects uh, energetic perceptions. There's no question about it. The more vegetarian and the less meat-based diet. The more perception you have, and um, I've been on retreats where I've been on, you know, it's a vegan diet or a vegetarian diet during the retreat, which I have myself on a personal level. I eat chicken and fish, and I need the, I seem to need the protein. But in balanced vegan diets or vegetarian diets, uh, I notice my sense perception would open and um, like uh, at least twice as large as it already is. It's helpful more sensitive to the world around you. There's no doubt about it. Um, and, you know, you can still eat meat and still be perceptive. <laughs> so, 
anything else about uh, self-care? And you've talked about meditation and exercise and diet. and Yeah, all the things that any doctor would tell you are important, I think, are, are really important. I, I think dairy is can also kind of clog the system um, if you eat too much of it. Um, you know, of course, everything in moderation. Um, but uh, certain people, everybody has their own dietary functioning and needs. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, diabetes, um, for instance, uh, you can regulate diabetes through diet most of the time. And the more vegetarian diet you have, the better off you are as a, as a diabetic. Hmm. Uh, you can actually regulate your sugars much easier uh, on a diabetic diet, uh, on a vegetarian diet, than on any other kind of diet. Hmm. More green leafies, uh, very little rice, because rice has a real high glycemic index, mm-hmm. um, and uh, less carbohydrates, so that your sugar levels, you know, protein, certainly you can have a little bit of meat, but or a little bit of protein, beans and beans and rice or beans and other grains that will balance your proteins. So there's, there's certainly lots of different ways that you can self-care and self-regulate and self-heal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you think of these things not as uh, punishments, but as actually benefits for your system in loving ways. Another to, way of loving an- yourself. Another way to love yourself. Mm-hmm. It can be really beneficial, really helpful. Yeah, yeah I'm really hearing you start your session work with the, with the physical body and then moving into the energetic realms. So important how we hold ourselves as whole beings. Yes. And our physical body as a manifestation of our energy body, and yet really paying attention to all the aspects of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I often check with people on how their diets are and how much fat they eat, how much, um, you know, if they're wanting to go there. I mean, it, it, it's their session. So I to let them direct uh, what they're here for, what they're in my presence for. So. Yeah. Yeah. So we should take a break and then yeah, we'll come right back. Huh? All right. We'll be right back. Evolve, nurturing the new in consciousness, the arts, and culture with your host, Robin White Turtle Lizney. Evolve brings you people and ideas on the cutting edge of change, opening the shells of the past to move our culture into the now. We are all in great need of sustainable ideas for change. Evolve brings you the wise, the foolish, and the heart-based to help us meet the challenges of our times. Join us the third Thursday of the month at 2 p.m. Pacific Time for Evolve. Hi, I'm Robin White Turtle-Lisney, and I'm your host on Evolve. I wanted to share with you a few of the things that I'm doing beside the radio show. Uh, You can always go to my website, www.thecenterforthesoul.com, and that is uh, www.thecenterforthesoul.com, and you can learn about all the things that I offer, including readings, healing work, Uh, I'm a medium, a psychic, Uh, I'm also an artist and an author. You can check out my books. The most recent ones are called Poems for the Lost Deer, and the other is called Heart Path Handbook and Energy Medicine Guide. Uh, Both these books have been published this year in 2014. So I just wanted to share that with you, and now we'll go back to the show.
Quem me vê cantando assim Feito um passarinho Não é capaz de imaginar Como foi o meu caminho Não é capaz de saber das chegadas e partidas que pelas estradas da vida and I'm here with my guest and my interviewer today Robin Michelle Jones who is a craniosacral therapist, and both of us work in energy medicine. And our conversation today is about the new medicine show, What is uh, Energy Medicine? And so we've been discussing that this last hour. Welcome back. Thank you, and here we are again. Yeah. So let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, energy medicine, subtle energy, and uh, shamanism. Okay. And how that you have experience in your past with uh Native American teachings and rituals. Uh, so how is energy medicine uh, like a modern-day shamanism? Uh, well, uh, in history, um, shamans uh, often would be the people that could figure out what was underlying cause of illness in the, in the tribe or in a particular person. Um, sometimes it was a... a um, uh, a spirit that would attach to someone. Sometimes it was something they ate that threw their energy field off. Um, but but very often there was something deeper on a uh, on a spiritual level that they could access. And in energy medicine, what we do is very similar. We are, we're accessing the subconscious level of the person and what is underneath the, the presenting illness, contraction, or wound. So. That's exciting to me because uh, we we need shamanism in our culture, and the old forms of shamanism are fading. But um, the new shamanism can be energy medicine, and it can also be doing journey work, where um, in addition to uncovering the wounds, we actually take the person on a journey to find parts of the soul that have been lost or disenfranchised or broken. So uh, new shamanism in energy medicine can access those subconscious levels and also can bring those aspects of the self back. Um, recently, I had a client who uh, had been injured and wounded in past lives many, many times and had the belief that if they put themselves out there, they would get killed. Mm. So if you have that belief, then you're setting yourself up to be attacked. <laughs> and then if you also to remove that belief, you can move forward without um, having those assumptions cloud your, your thinking. And so what we were able to do in the session was retrieve for this person several parts of themselves had been stuck in past lives that were actually quite ancient. They'd been you know, several hundred years ago when they were at stake or when they had another issue where they were um, uh, killed by uh, uh, a rival person inside you know, the castle. So 
in both these cases, we are able to retrieve parts of themselves and bring them mm-hmm. back into mm-hmm. the present time and then integrate them into the soul of the person or into the spirit of the person. So that that was a very, those were very important. And what they did is they set them free to then be expressive in this time and space and not have those old fears um, hang them up. Right, right. That the that whole idea of the soul retrieval, not only of maybe parts of ourselves of where when we were very young and might have been wounded, but even in uh, in other times, mm-hmm. in other in other lives, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how we can be struggling to move forward, mm-hmm. as you say, and and be held back by the patterns that that we're unconscious of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it can happen, um, you know, when you when you you can notice response when someone is overreacting, way overreacting to something that occurs at work or in a family situation. They're having a huge reaction to a very small Mm -hmm. uh, conflict. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's usually a telltale sign that there's some past lives or other injuries in that lifetime that need to get cleared up before they can move forward. Because there's a lot of charge there. A lot of charge, yeah. Yeah. So it's sort of in alignment again with the, uh, the shamanism and looking at uh, our uh, alignment with nature and mm-hmm. our relationship with nature, and how does that affect our uh, the crops and our energy systems, and how does that affect our ability to heal? Well, nature is, of course, um, everyone's go-to to realign themselves. Um, I have hear it over and over again from clients and from people that I interact with, you know, where they retreat, they go to a natural space. They don't mm-hmm. go to, or they get a massage, they connect with a human being, or they uh, sit in a garden and look at the beauty of the garden, um, and that this can reconnect them with themselves. Um, they dig in the earth, and the earth is, is we're sitting at the enormous heart that the earth is. And it's loving us all the time, feeding us and clothing us, housing us. And uh, when we get out in nature, in in wild nature, and connect with wild nature, it can really help us uh, realign. Uh, The trees, you know, naturally have a resonance with the earth. They don't have to align themselves (laughs) because they're not throwing themselves out of balance all the time. You know, the the animals have their natural rhythms, and and they can realign. Nature an enemy to this extent in modern culture, and we need we need to stop that and and find that nature does balance if we allow it to. Um, you don't you don't have you know there's several movies out right now that are all about nature balancing. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. One is um, Wild, I think it's called Wild, where this yeah. young gal goes out to, you know, she's had a drug addicted past, and she tries to go out and. Uh, walk this specific coast trail, and what she finds in the process over several months is her whole system realigns itself with the natural world, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she comes to find herself. And as she says, the, the the woman that my mother raised me to be. So she she a realignment um, in the natural rhythms of nature, and this is true for all of us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Circling back around to uh, heart path and other forms of healing that you do and others that do energy medicine, an important part of that is presence. So can you, as before we finish up here, could you talk about 
the power of presence and how that makes a difference in healing. Yeah, one of the things that's true about energy medicine is you must be in the moment with what is at this current time. You cannot be preoccupied when I'm with a client. I can't be preoccupied about what's going on in the other parts of my life. I have to be fully present with them. And I find that the more present I can be with myself, the more present I can be with the client. So the more I love myself, the more I uh, have compassion for myself, the more I care about myself, um, then I'm also, I also can extend that to another person. And as I'm at peace and in balance in my presence, as, as opposed to trying to do something, you know, our culture is so doing-oriented and achieving-oriented, but what energy it's doing that helps you be present now. So in that now moment, worlds open up possibilities. Right, right. When you drop into the moment, uh, expansion can happen in the person. You can go into the subconscious. You can go into healing aspects. And uh, you can unwind and un, uh, uh, un, unwind and unknot uh, in the present moment with right. full presence. And I find that the, the what is my presence? It's unconditionally loving presence. Mm-hmm. And when that loving presence is operable, um, you can expand consciousness. It's You can't do it on the run. You can't do it dwelling on the past, and you can't do it running into the future. You have to drop into the moment. And that being nature that we all have have access to we don't always practice <laughs> uh, that being nature is what does the healing the more present we can be with a person in an unconditional loving way in non-judgmental way the more we can access compassion mm-hmm. and we access compassion we have the beginning of healing the compassion can uh, can allow forgiveness and forgiveness can allow the unwinding of action of mm-hmm. this so much opens up so much opens up doesn't it yeah mm-hmm. it's just amazing when you drop into the present really profound um and it's i don't think it's talked about enough which is why i wanted to talk today on this about this new medicine because the new medicine really is the power of presence mm-hmm. the power Absolutely. of presence with ourselves mm-hmm. and the power of presence with what's going on in our system, our fears, our angers. This is the new medicine that's opening up. And, you know, eventually I hope it to be connected and integrated into allopathic medicine. I think it could be. Very powerfully so. Yeah. But uh, at the moment, it's not. So practitioners like myself um, have the opportunity to work with people and help them move through their illnesses. Mm-hmm. I, I like to imagine sometimes what would it be like if energetic healing integrated into allopathic medicine. Say somebody comes in with you know a, a broken leg or a, a tumor or um, a gallbladder problem, and instead of going right to surgery or right to whatever's needed, um, maybe fixing the leg or whatever's needed first then they would be sent to a series of people that could help them or a person that could help them get to the underlying cause of what happened with them to break that leg or to have this gallbladder flare up. What is 
this gallbladder, what is really agitating them or what is really galling them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in their mm-hmm. lives. And then say it's a relationship. Maybe then there could be counseling that could go into the home and work with the husband or the wife or whoever it is all particular issue isn't going to resurface again. If in they another could re- part of the body, for instance. Yeah, like in another part of the body or or uh, cancer that would spread somewhere else. You could actually deal with what is the challenge in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, this wraparound care could could really change the whole face of the way we see disease. And it could it, it, it isn't about blaming the person. It's just getting to the root cause of what's going on. It's not blaming husband or the wife it's like what is it that's going on in the relationship and can you clarify your communication so that these things don't keep reoccurring because clearly it's causing some illness here right so i think that it it has a bright future absolutely it reminds me of uh, carl jung saying that uh, our uh, our illnesses aren't here for us to heal them mm-hmm. our illnesses are here to heal us mm-hmm. there you go there you go yeah So as we finish up, why don't you tell us about uh, your seminars and classes that you have coming up? Oh, yeah. Um, This end of January uh, 2015, I'm uh, starting a series of classes teaching energy, subtle energy medicine. And I'm going to be offering a lot of things we've been talking about today. I'm going to be offering those things um, uh, with a program that will be 12 weekends uh, starting January, February, March, April, and then we're going to take a little break in the summer and then start again in the fall and then Mm -hmm. next year Mm -hmm. so that we'll have three triads of four classes that will be in a group. Uh, And those those classes will be a weekend workshop. I tried to get this on a teleseminar, but it's just too too much information and there's there's a need to be present with the people. So uh, I'm still doing it on the weekend workshops. And we're going to start with energy anatomy and how it's connected with the physical body and connect people with nature. And uh, and then we're going to go from there. So it's going to integrate all the things we've been talking about, the shamanism. Uh, it's going to integrate uh, presence, the power of presence, how do we get more in touch with ourselves, heart path process, and on and on and on. On and on and on. <laughs> Sounds wonderful. Yeah. Well, this has been such a delight. I'm so glad we could do the show today. And me as well. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, I'm just uh, delighted. So this is Robin White, Turtle Listney. I'm here with Robin Michelle Jones, uh, who is a cranial sacral therapist, and both of us work with energy medicine. And uh, I thank you for listening. And if you have any questions about what we've talked about today, you can always go to my website, www.thecenterforthesoul.com Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. This program was brought to you by Firefly Willows L-I-V-E. We hope you enjoyed the show. This is Deb Caracella. Please join us next time on Firefly Willows L-I-V-E for Convergence with John Caracella. Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m.